Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Financial Times in London, this is Hard Currency. I'm Katie Martin and I'm joined by David Bloom of HSBC. David, thanks for coming in. Hello. Currency markets have been on a bit of a spin these past few days. US officials sent the dollar reeling last week with the Treasury Secretary Mnuchin talking about wanting a weaker dollar to support trade. How significant do you think this is? Well, you don't mess with the US Treasury Secretary. I mean, if we go back to the time of Benson and uh, dollar yen, I mean, we saw a veritable uh, collapse in the dollar 20, 30%. So you don't, you take the Treasury Secretary comments very seriously. You don't fight the Fed, you don't fight the Treasury Secretary. Yeah, I mean, we, then we moved to Rubin, uh, Robert Rubin, who invented the so-called strong dollar policy where he said a strong dollar is in the US interests. And from that day, uh, every US Treasury Secretary have uttered those words. Mm. And this is a break away from that. And uh, you've got to take that very seriously. And on the back of that, we think the dollar will be weaker than we thought otherwise. So I guess it's difficult when you're talking about the Trump administration, when you're talking about the current political climate, to figure out how seriously to take these sorts of pronouncements. Because what, two days later, President Trump himself said, oh, you know, I've always been in favour of a strong dollar. Yeah, but if you look at uh, what they did with solar panels, refrigerators, what's going on with NAFTA, what's happened with TPP, uh, this is an administration that will take action. And so that is the point we're making. So these aren't just, uh, you know, you have the U.S. Treasury uh, report on manipulation and everyone goes, oh, that was interesting. But now you're taking it very seriously. So those countries that are net exporters to the United States, and I'm talking a bilateral point of view, the U.S. is taking a serious look at them. And I think those countries are saying we better not intervene. We'll let our currency strengthen and that will take pressure off us uh, from anything else happening in a change in world trade. So the dollar can and their currencies can come to to the rescue where you don't have to take actions on some kind of sanction or some kind of tariff. That's what we don't want in the world. And there the dollar's weakening partially because of that. So does that mean we've got a currency war with nobody on the other side? Because typically, you know, in the past, it's been the Brazilians or, you know, whoever it is that have stood up quite early and said, you know, actually, dollar weakness is extremely unhelpful to everybody else. In this instance, do you think they'll put up with it as a quid pro quo? I, I think they will when global growth's picking up. I think before what was happening, you were trying to steal growth from each other. But it's, uh, it's uh, um, you know, the world is growing and some of these countries are doing quite nicely. And uh, why should they be intervening and having uh, young, dynamic countries running surpluses? So you can understand the, the intellectual and philosophical side the US is coming from. It's just sometimes the way things are done, you get these dramatic moves. And we're saying it it's, it's grizzly, but not a bear. That's the title of our piece. And it's not a bear market because I think the U.S. economy and the Fed is, is on the other side, and that should help the dollar. So we've got politics and the, and the structure causing the dollar to weaken, but actually the cyclicality and higher rates cause the dollar to strengthen. And that's why I think the dollar is not going into a bear market. But you've taken these comments from Mnuchin and the, the general backdrop on U.S. trade policy seriously enough to change your forecast, right? 
Absolutely. As I said, I mean, it's a very serious thing and and there's action behind some of it, as I mentioned earlier. And so, look, we were looking at the Euro at 120. We're now 125. That's not a million miles away, but uh, we're still looking for sterling to weaken, but not as dramatically as we thought it would weaken before. And remember, we're now at 620. Uh, we were at 660. So that's quite a dramatic change in our view. And we've seen a very uh, powerful rally in the remember this year. So, so we've made lots of changes uh, to some of the currencies. Dollar yen, we think, will head head lower as well to the 105 kind of range, 104 even. So we've made, uh, as, I, as I say, you know, these three, four, five percent changes, but not uh, a complete capitulation. So you mentioned dollar China, as you say, like January was a, a for dollar China it was a huge move, right? One of the biggest in in decades. At what point does this start pinching on Chinese trade? Well, what's interesting is you come back to January last year and everyone's thinking, what we're going to do to stop dollar remember from rising. And you come a year later and everyone's saying, what can we do to stop dollar remember from falling? <laughs> yeah, well, it just seems everyone's always in agreement with remember. It's either selling off or it's... Uh, but I think it'll stabilize. And I think, uh, um, you know, the whole idea is that should take pressure uh, off uh, the US administration to actually do something um, which nobody wants to see to curtail global trade, that the currency does the work. The currency is the peacemaker uh, at the moment. So I wouldn't say it's a currency war. It's actually the opposite where the currency is actually causing peace, where you don't take these actions or radical moves in order to, to try and get your bilateral trade in a better position, which is what the, uh, the United States wants now. now but the Europeans... Some of them are not really seeing the funny side quite so much. We had Benoit Carré talking, I think, yesterday about how, yes, we will have to do something if this policy for a weak dollar starts impinging on our ability to reach price stability. They're just getting inflation back towards target and it's edging back down again, which could be because of the euro. Will they have a sense of humour failure about it? Well, I think we saw the same thing. Don't forget with the Fed 2014 wanted to raise rates. The dollar rockets ahead. The Fed can't raise rates. 2015, Fed want to raise rates. The dollar rockets ahead. And by December, they give us a quarter point. So basically, it took them three years to raise rates. And so what we arguing and we have argued is that FX is the new central bank. So instead of the ECB actually having to raise rates, the euro goes up and stops them raising rates and does the tightening for them. So actually, the profile of the ECB having to raise rates is much further further out. The, the, as you said, the problem becomes is they're not raising rates, but actually the euro starts putting them into a downturn. But we know we're near that. I mean, the market's starting to be very upbeat about the European economy and about possibility of the ECB raising rates. But the euro will curtail the rate rises by the ECB by rising. So, you know, in a way, FX is the new central bank. So FX is the new central bank and it's the new path to world peace. Busy, well, right? you, well, you can see it's, it's, it is the thing. And, and uh, don't forget, we've had times where uh, this uh, kind of benevolent uh, dollar and currency have been uh, the exact opposite, mm. where it's actually been very harmful and, do uh, and currencies have fallen, causing massive problems. But we're not in that environment right now. No. And, and, and I'm sure in a couple of years' time or something, we could fall into the other one. But it's a very unusual situation that uh, FX is actually uh, a force for the good, I think, where often it's... It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not. It can be quite dramatic, the moves, and they can be very harmful. But at the moment, I think FX is a much more benevolent, kinder kind of thing. I mean, I eat quiche and cry. I mean, that's the new type of currency strategist we have on the block. Is it? <laughs> I did not know this. So speaking of crying, 
You're going to miss Janet Yellen. And what do you think the Fed's going to be particularly different without her? Yes, I will miss her. And the reason I miss her is I don't like change. I'm one of these, that's how financial market people are. We don't like change. We like to be comfortable. We like to see things, uh, you know, being the same and things have gone reasonably well. So, yes, I will, I will miss her. Just like I thought I, I miss Bernanke, I miss Greenspan. Um, yeah, but you, yes, that's right. And I think uh, what people uh, don't really comprehend is how powerful the institutional arrangements are in the United States and how powerful the whole institution is and that one person can kind of make a change but it would take them a long time. The institutional arrangements in the United States are extremely powerful. When you're really worried about countries it's when the institutional arrangement is very weak and you get someone who comes in who could be very influential and I don't think the United States is in that camp. So you're in for two, maybe three rate hikes this year? Yeah, something like that. Two, maybe three rate hikes this year. Uh, I think the Fed's G'd up to to go uh, relatively soon, uh, post the last comments we saw just very recently. So yes, but what I would say is the market looked for one rate rise last year. We got three, so massive rate rise surprise, and the dollar went down. So what I'm saying is this is, at the moment, a political and structural world that's driving the dollar down. It's not so much of a cyclical world. And a lot of people are talking about the breakdown between interest rates and currencies. And that's because politics and structure, current account deficits, we saw this in Europe with debt to GDP. These things can matter at times for foreign exchange markets. And we're in one of those times right now. Just quickly, we've got a few voices out and about on the street talking about the Bank of England raising rates much more aggressively than had previously been baked in. Is that sterling supportive or, again, is it all about the politics? Yeah, so that's a very good point. I mean, so let's look at the three categories, structural, cyclical, political. So I would say structural, current account deficit, fiscal deficit, negative for sterling. Political, there's a lot of people who are thinking we're getting a transition period and everything will be fine. And therefore, if that's the case, and the Bank of England raise rates is very positive for sterling. That's not where I live. That's not where I, what I think. I mean, I'm much more of the school where I'm worried that the UK is one of the weakest G10 economies that there is. Um, it's got structural uh, problems with budget deficits and current account deficits. And I think the market's become very panglossian about the political outcome and what's going on. So I'm much more to the downside on sterling and I'm less bothered uh, about the Bank of England. Just like in the US, where interest rates are not the driver, in the UK, it's as we know, it's Brexit and it's our twin deficits that are the problem and the weakness behind what we will see, I think, in sterling this year. So is, is it the dollar doing the heavy lifting in terms of the exchange rate with, with sterling? Or? Oh, absolutely. Look at euro sterling and it, and it hasn't moved. Yeah. So everyone's going, oh, look, 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 sterling's going up. Isn't that brilliant? And misinterpreting it, I think what we need to do and uh, is say, look, the dollar's doing what the dollar's doing. Let's look at euro sterling. Let's look at somewhere we can take the dollar out of and just look at it. And if you look at euro sterling, it's gone sideways for six months. So all these commentaries that it's good for the currency, this political thing, and it's bad. It's just nonsense. It's gone sideways. And I think what we have to do is take euro sterling as our main currency pair for the moment and actually think that uh, a cable, you know, sterling against the dollar is the cross rate for the moment. Uh, of course, it'll always change back. But for the moment, while we're changing our institutional arrangements with our biggest trading partner, that should be the currency that we should be looking at. Yeah, good stuff. We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me in. That's it for now, but keep up to date at ft.com slash markets.